What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Thank you for calling 16 of the Grave Consequences podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. Follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. You can follow Greg at X Maserati. This is, of course, the Grave Consequences podcast. We're reviewing season two, episode 16 of Lucha Underground, the title being Grave Conse- Graver Consequences. Uh, my suggested alternate title is Grave Consequences to Electric Boogaloo. I think Greg's got some other suggestions. We'll see what we end up going with. Um, yeah, my only concern is I think we used Electric Boogaloo already because it's already been two. Oof. Yeah, we did that with Aztec Warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hit him with your that first one you told me. Okay. We can do it. And, uh, okay, let's see here. Oh, folks, guys, check out uh, every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. Check out Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast that covers hero movies. Pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. The recording date is September 28th. And how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday night, sir, besides tired? Yeah, uh, well, uh, to sum up my week, I the one of the easiest, worst things that happened to me was my microwave broke. And may not seem like a big idea, big deal to most people, uh, but when you're a bachelor, you tend to have a lot of leftovers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a like a paper cut, if you will, when it comes to yeah. appliances breaking. Um, it has not been a great week for me, Caleb. It's been uh, pretty shitty. But I was actually going to ask you: Did you guys already do the Tom Jane Punisher? We did that because uh, we're recording into 2007 now, so we did Damn. that a while back now. Damn. <laughs> I, I will. I'll tell you what. I'll send you the list of upcoming movies and um, that don't already have guests attached to them, and uh, we can see if any of those interest you. You're not interested in the four-man booth? Uh, it, it's just hard to coordinate, that's all. And it, and it gets kind of... Uh, congested as it were because i already cut people off bad enough i already cut off one guy bad enough true imagine doing it to three people but what if that's someone's kink right oof yeah your your kink is being cut off on a podcast 
Yeah, that's why listening to people get cut off. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Maybe that's why we've done this for so long, because I love to cut you off and you love to be cut off. I'm assuming that's our demo. Mm. That's hot, dude. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Enough with the 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 goofy. Will they won't they? The silliness. Yeah, the, this isn't will they won't they? <laughs> I know they won't. And I don't want them to. <laughs> Oh my Maybe God. that should be the title. Yes, yes. I know, I know they, they won't. won't. I know they won't, and I don't want them to. <laughs> well, speaking of will they, won't they, Dario meets Delgado at a restaurant, and he's late. That's never a good sign. Nope. Dario pays off Delgado, and he's very quick to try to leave, and Delgado's like, hey, 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 calm down there, buddy. No need to rush. It's like, like, even Dario is scared of this guy. Like mm-hmm. We have hardly seen Dario this scared of anyone. Well, haven't you? Do, do you remember Renegade? Because he has a reason to be scared of Lorenzo Lamas. I do not remember Renegade. I know you brought it up to me, but I am balls deep in a Futurama rewatch right now. So those, and, those of us olds who remember the 90s and remember yeah. Thunder in Paradise and Baywatch and all those types of shows, uh, we remember, and we, we understand fully Dario's respect yeah. for this man. Yeah. Well, Dario orders a drink, and he orders a cerveza, or beer, for those of you who are uncultured and don't know translation. And Delgado quickly corrects him, and he says, you know what, he's getting a whiskey, and you're going to fill my glass up again. So Delgado's just flexing his muscle here, because he, he wants to feel power over someone. He's a very insecure man. I can tell that for sure. Hmm. Well, you know, it's it's anecdotal. Uh, but I, when I was a youngling, I applied for a job at, at GameStop. You know, I worked at GameStop for a little bit. And at my first interview with the DM, whose name will be unnamed because uh, I could get me in trouble. We'll just call I was him there. Greg. Huh? We'll just call him Greg to avoid confusion. Yeah, that won't confuse anybody. Um, <laughs> He shows up 45 minutes, like I'm, I'm meeting him, and if anyone's ever had a mall job, sometimes you get interviews in the food court. Uh, so I'm sitting in the food court, dressed up in like, not a suit, but like a, you know, button-up shirt, a tie, and, and some slacks for a mall job, which, you know, you, it always feels weird when you dress up for jobs that you don't dress up for. Yeah. Uh, especially for like, you know, a job when you're working at like a GameStop. But he shows up 45 minutes late, and the interview goes fine. I get the job. And later I'm talking to people I work with and I'm like, yeah, the only weird thing about my interview is that he showed up so late to it. Uh, Like, I mean, I could have showed up later and people were like, oh, no, no, he's doing that's a power move. He's trying to flex his muscle. And I was like and I was shocked because I was like, wow, what a pointless thing to do. I'm I'm applying for a cashier job at a GameStop. Like you don't really I mean, who has who doesn't have power over me? (laughs) (laughs) I was but that that kind of. Seems like what Dario was attempting to do, and he failed. Yeah, absolutely. He failed miserably, for sure. Miserably. Because he is the <laughs> inferior here. He's the inferior here. And Del- Delgado says, like, hey, you're getting sloppy. And not only that, I wouldn't be shocked if there's an inside man. And Dario's like, no, no, I would know. I would know if they had an inside man. Come on. If this was filmed in 2021, Dario would have been like, or do you mean inside women? 
Um, excuse me, Lorenzo Lamas. I think you mean inside person. Yeah. <laughs> inside persons. Yeah. So Delgado referring to his boss, not the mayor, but his other one and the verbiage he uses, like they're getting into. This is borderline jump the shark where they're going. He's like, when his dissension is complete, he's going to come to see the temple personally, referring to Delgado's boss. And Dario is shocked and scared by this news because the implication I gather is they work for the Antichrist. The implications. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there's some kind of folklore, Aztec Mm -hmm. folklore for who they might be working for. But it gets kind of muddy because it seems like it's a un, it's a secret society. It's a lot of good stuff, actually. And it's weird that they – I actually had this thought, and I think I was saving it for the next episode. But, you know, it's kind of weird the types of feuds they focus on when they have all this real backstory. Like they have the seven tribes of each medallion is a tribe. And we do eventually see all the tribes form. Uh, but they don't really talk about that much. It's almost like they were afraid to get too deep, or maybe they they couldn't get the people they wanted. But you know, they focused on, uh, you know, the uh, Jesse and the Rippers. Yeah. And I think we're going to see. I'm not sure if it's this episode or the next episode. <clears throat> we'll see that they're not focusing on them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not only that, by the way, spoiler alert for their boss, be it whatever it is, the Antichrist or whoever, this person shows up in the series finale, by the way. We see him for, like, five seconds, maybe? Something like hmm. that? Uh, you're if right. You, and I, I was, Are you going to spoil it? No, we're not going to spoil it. Oh, okay. But, you know, I mean, that, that would be bad news if I did that. Yeah, okay. But, anyway... <laughs> Um, let's see here. Oh, we had an Aztec medallion match. Uh, Mr. Cisco versus Cortez Castro versus Joey Ryan. So we've got the wire competing against each other. And this match is short. There's really nothing going on here. Uh, he's so sleazy chant for Joey Ryan. They're not wrong. And Joey Ryan gets the win with a schoolboy. A really weak schoolboy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would, this is this feud, and you know what I'm talking about. This feud kind of goes further out this is only the begin. this is like the this the the early stages of it we saw it before between uh uh not castro um no yeah castro cortez castro and joey ryan and you see a little bit of the captain that they report to but they could have used this storyline to really get into like the underground society part of it like lucha underground when i look at it it's almost a lot of those horror movies you see now yeah, where there's like a secret society or there's, you know, ancient gods like like the really weird ones, like maybe even Mandy with uh, Nicolas Cage. That's the weirdest mm-hmm. one or even the void cabin uh, in the cabin in the woods. Yeah, it's 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 there's a lot of that in there, but they said they either tend to get their feet wet in a storyline and not really have the courage to really get into it. Yeah. Are they dispose of it or like why are we? There's a lot of Tejano versus, you know, uh, uh, anybody Chavo feuds when like they really no one wants that. No one cares. And you really could have spent that time doing stuff, setting things up or really 
you know, uh, building on what you've already built. It just seems like there's a lot of uh, times where they're either avoiding their main storyline. You don't always like you can you can go off. You can have different views. It's not like a, a concrete rule, but they they just kind of like get close to it and they're afraid to, uh, you know, and and I think with the audience they got, they could have gone all the way. Yeah. I would also like to add that Joey Ryan put the medallion next to his penis. Yes. Yep. That's the kind of guy we're dealing with there. After that, Mil Muertes got caught again doing a tactical whitey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. It's a secret man cave where Katrina catches him touching himself. Mm-hmm. It's always, always great when that happens. Uh, Katrina says she's been waiting... A really long time, specifically 197 years for this moment. So I guess, like, the gist here, and she even says it, like, hey, you know, before you, you know, you close the lid, you have to watch me give Matanza the lick of death. And apparently, if she can do that, both of them can become immortal. So says Katrina, which, I mean, I thought she kind of already was, but I think she meant. But I, it's, I, I don't I don't think it's that literal. I think it's more like, you know, if I get control of Matanza, because that's what the Lick of Death would do. If she put him in the coffin with the Lick of Death, she would get control over him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more like we'll be in power forever. Fair enough. Who could stop us. Fair enough. Let's see. So the Lick of Death itself is more symbolic, but if you do the Lick of Death before they get put in the coffin, it gives you a power over them. That's what I'm. That's the implication I got. I I mean I could be wrong, because I mean she is already immortal. Yeah. I think her power wanes over time. We find out, and she has to yeah. do things to get more power. That mm-hmm. could be it too. Uh, like she doesn't like she's. You find out later. Spoilers. Uh, I guess, but like her power is waning a bit, mm. uh, okay. and she needs fuel. Even gods need to eat something. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, they Katrina and Milmuertes leave, and we see stalking. You know, after them, sort of King Cuerno. Very brave, very brave, or very crazy. Crazy hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I, I take it as more pissed than anything. Like he, he realizes he was a patsy and he paid for it, and ah, maybe he's out for blood now. I mean, I'm not sure how he didn't realize he was the patsy all along when he agreed to never challenge for the title after <laughs> getting pretty, it. Pretty obvious. Like, yeah, you're a patsy, dude. Like, even to, whatever. Uh, even Ray Phoenix is like, dude. Like, I thought I was in simp territory last season. No, no, you're even worse, man. Yeah, he he's uh he he did promise her that he was the hunter. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting I like Cuero. It's just like it's kind of like dude, like why are you upset? Like the, you 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 she she asked you to do something, you said yes and then you got upset about it. So he's yeah. he's a little bit like most people on the show, a lot of people on the show are crazy. Especially yeah. uh, some of the people that show up on tomorrow's episode. Next week's episode next week's episode (laughs) hey after this we have a rematch of sorts for the trios championship we have the lucha gods um ray mysterio prince puma and el dragon azteca jr against as i wrote it jesse and johnny and the ripper 
uh, because Ivalice, okay, is there. And Helico is hurt. So Ivalice and Son of Havoc need a partner, and Dario Cueto brought them one, and it was Johnny Mundo. Which, if you think about it, that's a pretty good partner. On paper, it's a good partner. On paper. Well, you know, if they were heels, it would have been fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Let's see here. Oh, by the way, of course, Mundo brought Taya with him. Because he... And... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say he needs his heater. He needs his heater, and uh, this is why I interrupted you, because uh, I want to get this in so we don't glance over it, gloss over it. But uh, Stryker actually compares Taya throughout the match to how uh, Ivelisse was in the first season, like constantly shrieking, getting in the way, you know, jumping in when she's not needed. Uh, and, and she does. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And she does distract Ivelisse, and, and Stryker does point out, like, you know, she's doing what to Ivelisse, what Ivelisse did to, uh, you know, big boy voice Matt Cross uh, the first season when they, were, when they were heels, which wasn't very long ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was only like a season and a half ago. It's it's wild how far we've come. I got a bone to pick with you too, because you said that they amplified his voice a lot. I saw I actually watched MLW recently. Loved it. It's yeah. great. Uh but his voice isn't it's it's not that it's it's pretty deep. I mean, yeah, but nobody's voice is actually that deep is what I No, saying. it's digitally enhanced, but he does have a big boy voice. Yeah. Fair enough. Why the hell are you watching MLW to be? It came on my YouTube. It was like a whole freaking show. Yeah. Whole freaking show. I was like, sure, I watch free wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I got nothing better to do. Watched all the porn I can. So let's watch some free wrestling. There you go. Hey, uh, by the way, there was a really cool spot where Ray and Son of Havoc caught each other's legs and they agreed to, on the count of three, let each other go. So it's a nice little uh, bit of brevity. Yeah, they were doing the mirror thing quite a bit with Havoc and Rey Mysterio. I'm not sure if this ever materializes in anything, but they were really trying to make you think like, hey, well, this this Havoc guy can really go with Ray. That would be a great match to have to see who's the better guy. Uh, my favorite moment was uh, when Vamp points out, because Johnny Mundo uh, flips the bird, to I think Ivelisse uh, when she wants to get tagged in, and uh, Vampiro says, "Yeah, that's the international signal for no, I'm not tagging out." <laughs> so I love that moment. I never caught it the first time I watched the, the episode. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Throughout the match, Mundo gets some blind tags in there because again, bad partner. At least in this situation, bad partner when he doesn't necessarily want to tag with anyone. Yeah. And- Prince Puma gets the win with a 630 after a 619 by Rey Mysterio, and the titles are retained. So no new champion tonight so far. And the trio's champions kind of walk off in the background as Taya jumps Ivelisse. I guess they're like, ah, not my chicken, and not my farm, not my chicken. I mean, this is after they lost, so like, what do they care? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> 
not a strong match in my opinion. The, the matches tonight have not been strong. I agree. I they kind of fed them this match, and you know, it's. I was thinking about how wildly good this this trios team is, and mm-hmm. I think we both know who they lose to, and it's kind of like wow, like they really never, you know, they use this as a they successfully use this this trios to springboard Dragon Azteca pretty smoothly into where he ranks in on the card, right? Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, they didn't really have a roster for these guys to fight for a trios. They, they couldn't, like, this is another missed thing, is they have a trios belt, but how many trios teams did they have? Yeah, no, it it's wild to me because, like, and that's the thing, LU is, like, one of the best promotions to do the trios belt, and even they had those moments where they don't have enough trios for the thing. Or they exactly. Trios for the thing. And they could have brought in, you know, I think AEW does as well. They could have just brought in some local talent or something just yeah. to have like a mini feud. And you can have that talent lose the feud ultimately and make this team or other teams strong enough to the point where they can challenge, you know, I don't know. I, I it would, I like, I like tag matches a lot now, like AEW. Cause I, it's, it's kind of reinvented, you know, not reinvented, but there hasn't been a lot of tag, great tag team uh, stuff that doesn't involve the elite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's out there. It's just not, you know, prevalent. And I think Lucha Underground could have had that. Uh, but I digress. That's fine. Uh, we are about to start the graver consequence match for the Lucha Underground Championship. And we get a long shot of Melissa Santos's back during the intro for some reason. It was weird. You know, it's like when you would watch... Um, like a horror movie? What, what's that now? Like a horror movie? No, I was going to say, like, when you'd watch, like, Mancers, and it would have, like, a tight shot on a on a woman's ass or something. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that show still around? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, but either way, the Parade of the Dead, as I call them, bring out all the coffins and everything. And during this procession, the lighting is green. It's a nice touch, man. I love the graver consequence or the grave consequences matches. I mean, even this, I wasn't really excited for it because, like you, like you and me both feel like we weren't too excited about Matanza. But I was actually blown away by this match. I I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't tell someone yeah. to go out of their way to watch it, but you know, just being a fan of Lucha Underground, uh, this was way better than I remember it being. Yeah, uh, this was this was very good. Uh, we had Mill spearing Matanza through chairs on the floor, which that that was awesome. Matanza even power bombs Mil Muertes on top of one of the coffins outside the ring. Like it's wild. Did they did they start calling his spear the Titan's Trident? Because that's what Matt Stryker. I didn't know if it was a one time thing or if that's actually the name of his spear. I didn't hear that, but that doesn't necessarily surprise me. But that does sound like a one off thing. I don't okay. remember being called that throughout the series. Matanza at one point loosens a buckle on the in the corner, but takes too long, and Milmuertes gets the advantage. Matanza goes for an Uranage into the coffins, but Mil counters and hits a flatliner that majorly dents three coffins. Do they? This was one of my favorite, even though they're not really tall men. 
this is this is one of my favorite big men matches. Yeah. Uh, just because throughout the match, Mill was trying his t- usual you know big guy bully tactics like mm-hmm. slugging it out. He was trying to use that that turnbuckle hook. Yeah. Uh, but Matanza outpowered him each time, like not drastically, but it's just it's just like when you, when those power moves, like when he's fighting against Puma, he'll like that that'll be his comeback as he slugs Puma, right? Yeah. Against Matanza, it wasn't as much of a burial as you know I think me and you remember it, but you know he would do his moves, but the Matanza would just do his move later, like he couldn't yeah. he couldn't come out. It was it was too equal. You know, yeah. when they were doing it, it wasn't like, oh, Mills dominating because he's doing his big man shit. It's like, oh, now Matanza's dominating with his big man shit. So basically, like, yeah, Matanza is too big for Mill to just be able to bully him. My uh, favorite part is and it still was cool to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, it was funny when he put the chainmail <laughs> glove on. <laughs> yeah, the coal miners glove, as they called it. Dude, even the announcers were like, is that chainmail? Like, what is that gonna do? But then I then he starts punching him. And it's like, oh, I guess that would kind of suck to get punched with someone wearing chainmail. Yeah, uh, that would that would cut. But oh, by the way, the turntables turn, man. Think about it. Season one, Mil Muertes tears the mask of Phoenix during the Grave Consequences match. This time, Matanza tears the mask of Mil Muertes. And like we can see like hair and bloody eye, everything. Did you uh, my did you the the my favorite part though, and the crowd loved it too. Is when you think the match is over because Matanja is like shutting the lid on uh, Mill. Yeah, and then you hear a few bumps because I and I remember thinking I thought it again because I was like, oh, is this? Even though it, I knew it was going to succeed, I was like, oh man, what if he didn't succeed with what he's trying to do? But he punches out of the coffin. Dude, his hand. <laughs> so I wrote it down as like, here's what I wrote down. Milmorth's hand burst through the coffin like Freddy's claw and Jason goes to hell. Very much so. <laughs> and then he grabs Matanza's shirt and pulls him into the coffin to kind of like slam his face into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I knew it succeeded because I'd seen it before, I was like, man, what if this is like a spinal tap thing and he can't do the spot because <laughs> he's in the wrong coffin or something? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny, dude. Uh, coffins are expensive, and they've beaten up three of them. It's mm. no wonder El Rey cut their budget in later seasons, dude. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they they, and they destroyed. It wasn't like they had four coffins, and like three of them could go out unscathed and be returned. No, I think they broke all of them. They tore one in half. Three of them were completely unusable, and one of them, it's like you would have to do work to refurbish it. What if they were to be like, hey, are you fans of Lucha Underground? Did anyone you know die? Want to use one of our coffins? Oh, my God. That's a great business idea. (laughs) It's completely uh, gross. What's the worst or uh, what's it like most disgusting promotional tactic that uh, the Observer runs? That that would win that if if they had done that. Imagine people do funeral selfies. Imagine someone like some wrestling fan. Posing with like a dead loved one, be like, "Hey, you know, tagging PW Torch or whatever." Okay. Like, <laughs> how bad of a of a look that would be? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Katrina and Dario have kind of been, you know, 
they, they've had their moments in this match, and and one they had in particular was Katrina slapping down Dario Cueto, and she immediately eats a chair shot to the back by Matanza. Yeah, man, she he, he messed her up. He sure did. He sure did. Matanza then grabs the stone, and Katrina is put in a coffin by Matanza. So at this point, you know, he he has no stone to power him up. He has no Katrina to offer moral support. Mil Muertes is, he's flying blind, you know? It's just instinct now. And I think he threw the stone in the coffin with her, too. He did, he did. Yes, he did. Let's see here. Where did I? Okay. Mil has Matanza in prime position for a coffin, but Matanza... Puts his hands up to stop him from closing the lid. Matanza gets out after a throat punch. Mm-hmm. There's a power bomb on the coffin. Meal eats Wrath of the Gods. And it was supposed to be really cool. It's like, okay, he eats Wrath of the Gods. The lid shuts. That's it. Well, here's the problem. Uh, Jeff Cobb was not in good position. So when he hit Wrath of the Gods, uh, Matanza, Jeff Cobb's arm, was like in the way of the lid actually closing. Yeah, and it looked like you just put him in there like a baby, like because he just because he has to do a spin move, and yeah. he has to he's not facing it when he starts the spin move. Uh, and I like Wrath of the Gods, yeah. But it, it didn't work. It was very weak, and it's unfortunate because, you know, the like I said, the first time I think me and you watched it, we probably didn't like it because we were really big Mill, and we still are Mill Mortes fans, mm-hmm. uh, but. And this this did way way better because I think we took a, maybe a little we, we liked Bill we didn't like some other guy with a cheesy Jason gimmick coming in and, and stealing his his spot you know yeah. especially when we didn't think there was much to it but you know it worked this this actually was a great match and uh, Mill doesn't look too weak until the finish yeah yeah uh, the like I said the end was very clunky the titles retained and Dario goes to open the coffin which was housing Katrina. And it's empty. She's uh, got magic, I suppose. So she's uh... she's a witchy woman. Yes. See how high she flies. Oh, uh, let's see here. The the parade of death come back to collect Mil Muertes, and who is helping out that procession in a very prominent spot? But King Cuerno. Mm-hmm. So he's going to see to it that Mil Muertes faces death once again. After this, Delgado assumingly meets his boss, and we don't we don't see them. But Delgado is very scared, and he does say he I believe he refers to him as my lord. Yes, you're right. Yes. So a little bit more in the lore of Lucha Underground there to end the show. It's time to grade. I'm going to be honest. This was a weak episode that was carried by an above average coffin match. Mm. And I'm going to give it a C. You see what else happened on here? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think a C is fair because it wasn't there wasn't anything egregious about it, but they've had better matches. I like I said, we were able to enjoy it. I think the second time through. Uh, it was yeah. very enjoyable, in fact, except for the weak finish, uh, which cut, like and a finish can ruin a match. Like the, the, here's the here's the thing: I don't even like find that as weak. I just find it as kind of clunky. Um, 
and not out of like not out of design just by accident just by bad positioning yeah it can happen uh but it does ruin the match um Mm -hmm. especially when you consider and and then if you start comparing his other matches with phoenix uh it's just you know we i if we're going to recommend the grave consequences match our episode or even episode it's not going to be this one yeah exactly which is funny because this is called the grave consequences podcast because of how great the first one is and how mm-hmm. much we love it and here we are you know but folks that is the show check out everything else here on the social suplex podcast network uh we have solo we have a solo feed that you may be listening to right now we thank you for listening and remember that if you get put in a coffin and someone's arm is in the way it may take a minute before you have to suffer grave consequences What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.